This time on TNT. It's back to school, buds. Andrea's taken a cryptocurrency course. Plus the trials and tribulations of Tiny Taggart and Tiny Torrens. It's all coming up right now on TNT. Hello. There he is. It's back to school, bots. Back to school. It always takes, I I feel like every year, especially with activities and stuff, it's about April by the time I kind of wrap my head around when Indy's piano is and when Shug's hip hop class is, and then it resets. So starting from scratch takes a minute. Takes a minute to get get your feet under you. Yeah, and and especially because it's Jack's first year of high school. So that's different for him. Right. Annalise decided to go to the school here as opposed to her old school. No way. So, yeah. So she's all by herself in a new school today, uh, grade six. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we're just you're going through those emotions of like, I hope it's okay. You know, I hope the kids aren't mean. You know what I mean? Like being the new kid for the first time in your life. So they're all used to being at the same place, but she actually wanted to do it herself. Like Lisa took her to the school to walk around and, and see. And she says, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. Realizing that, well, I hear, I live here. And if I meet friends here, that there's a good chance they're going to be close by. And I still will maintain my friendships with the friends that I do have. And it's only 20 minutes away. So it's a big step, but yeah, as a parent, I'm just kind of like, you know, a little nervous for her, you know. Good for you, Anna. Yeah. I admire yeah. that. That's a big decision to make at that age, and it's a brave one. So it really is. In my elementary school, it was grades 1 to 6, then 7 to 9, then 10 to 12. In the girls' case, junior high actually started for Suge in grade 6. So is Anna mm-hmm. the oldest grade or the first, the youngest grade of a new school? You mean like middle school? Yeah, like is she is grade six the oldest grade in her new school? I think it goes six, six, seven, eight. Is oh, right. Like the yeah, junior high or whatever. So does she? She doesn't know anyone. No, doesn't know. Bless anyone. her heart. Yeah. So she's and she's doing it, realizing how brave it is in a sense because she is kind of like, wow, this is a, it's a big deal. So, hopefully everything's all good. But we're gonna you know, work extra hard to maintain her other friendships and try and get as many play dates together with her her uh, other schoolmates from the past place. So. so how did that come up? Did you guys float it? Or did she just yeah. say, hey, you know that school a block away? Should I just go to that one? Yeah, we floated it to just realizing that, like, it is a big step and they were really kind of into staying where they were. But uh, Jack, all of a sudden, was like, no, I want to go to the high school here. Because wow. he actually knows his friend, uh, one of his best friends, goes to that school. So um, that's kind of what led the charge. Neat. Yeah. Kids so are so he, adaptable, he, man. But he ended up going to the same high school as John. So he's still with his friends. So we'll see how it goes for the, fir- the first three months. You know, last year in um, the case of my girls and probably your kids too... The class kind of bubbled together. So it was Shook's first year in junior high, but there was no like, let's go hang at the calf or let's go watch the volleyball game or any of those kind of school social things 
where you get to see kids yeah. from other classes. So as a parent, I was psyched because um, it's the same 22 other kids. They got really tight. They kind of had to work out any issues that they had in the class and they just kind of hung out because they weren't allowed to do anything else. But this mm-hmm. year will be very different because the whole school is accessible to her. So it really feels like this is actual junior high now. And I remember my first day of grade seven was in a new school, in a new province, in a new city, new part of town. You moved a lot too. And it it depends. Being the new kid can be uh, fun and it can be a challenge. And we probably had experiences with both. Well, the worry is like what bullying is now. And what bullying is now is uh, people that, that, for one thing, if you don't know somebody and you do like, there's a lot of that bullying that where they'll, there'll be a clique of kids and they'll, they'll, you know, turn the other way and ignore you kind of thing that styles. But there's also the, um, just the class, the class bullying, like they'll rip somebody for not having, uh, the same clothes that they do or, or, uh, not a, doesn't have a brand new phone or something. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. The, the, what we grew up at with was just like kind of the rich kid mentality or the idea of like having whatever you want and uh, putting it on to others that like having that stuff means something. And if they don't, then there's like they're lesser of a person. Um, that, that's still hugely, uh, a huge issue with kids. I wonder like, if it's almost more so. Yeah, definitely. I would say the schools I so went material. to, everyone was just kind of like there were exceptions at either end, but basically everyone was kind of in the same boat for the most yeah. part. Yeah, no, you see a lot of that. Um, just because, yeah, everything is so uh, available for one thing and it's all tech gadgets. There's so much stuff. So if you have an iPhone have. eight and everyone else has a 12, you're kind oh, of you're out get, of it. You're going to get crushed. Probably. Wow. Yeah, like spy those, those types of people just being total assholes because you don't have it. Even I remember like, uh, cause I, yeah, I, went, I think it, what is it? Six different schools I went to from kindergarten to grade eight, like all over, almost every year was a new year. And, uh, I had, I was like the track pants and a a sweater the same three or four days is that's it. (laughs) You know, like that's what you get. Not that's all I'm doing. That's eight. Exactly. So it was always like uh, getting chirped for not having uh, like a polo shirt or remember those Coca-Cola shirts or like whatever the, the brand logos, the coconut Joe (laughs) shirt. Yeah. Right. Like, you don't have a cotton ginny or whatever the fuck it is. It's like, so, like, just ripping into me all the time with their Varney shirts. You don't have an old coton set. You don't have a, a Technicolor shirt that changes color when you touch it. <laughs> well, I always had the stuff that was, like, in the same ballpark, just the wrong color. Well, I, I think I've told you before, like if everyone had a far West, I had a Sierra designs like close, (laughs) but when, when brands are everything to, um, kids, 
Well, like, what was it? The you had the parachute pants with the the stripes down the side or something, or what? Was sure, it? I did. The rugby, the, no, the rugby pants with with the different kind of stripes. Yeah, I had. Right? Yeah, I had a different different color rugby pants. Like everyone had like even navy like, with red even, stripes, and I had even, light gray with navy stripes. Like I remember, like oh, like you, you know, you don't have a real Adidas bag. You have like you know whatever the, the remember those leather Adidas bags. Oh yeah, do, I had a silver like, one with navy stripes, <laughs> like silver. Yeah, who has a silver one? I had a, a thermos, like hungry man gray lunchbox when everyone else had like Scooby Doo. I I, th I still remember my first lunchbox, ha Happy Days. Was it really? It was a happy days with like the fawns on it. <laughs> so were lunchboxes the the phones of our day? Like kids were judged on their lunchboxes? Yes, for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, I remember my first new school going. It's like at least I had my happy days lunchbox. Aww. With you know with the click ups, the two clicks, the plastic yeah. Big Macs. <laughs> lunchbox. <laughs> The good lunch boxes. I think my my brothers had like James had like Star Wars with like Chewbacca. <laughs> um, I always had like a head of lettuce and like I didn't have the super fun snacks. I was thinking about um, the what, other. There'd be like a head of lettuce in your thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember taking a head <laughs> of lettuce. Eat? Like just I'm late and grab something from the fridge. Head of iceberg lettuce. That's crazy. That was like high school when I was like fending for myself. I would grab a head of iceberg lettuce and grab a cookie at the calf. <laughs> but I didn't ever have like uh, Joe Louis or Demi Loons or any of the fun like caramels, like none of that Demi stuff. Loons. But the Howlets who lived across the street, my best friend was Mark. They had not only super fun uh, snacks around all the time, but they had a little lunch before bed. So you could pound a bowl of Fruit Loops. Or pound a demi loon before bed. We never <laughs> like had that in our house. When you slept over, that you could yeah. talk like that. Yeah, you want to bowl of Fruit Loops before bed? You're GD right, I do, Mrs. Howlett. Yes, I do. <laughs> Just crush a little something. Just a little something. Take the edge <laughs> off before bed. A little lunch. That's it's pretty country. Um, it is. I know people around here that have a little lunch before bed, or if you have friends over, you serve a little lunch. <laughs> a little, a little, uh, the cereal, the kids like the crushed cereal. Snackies, yeah. Big kids time. love it. So I Jeremy, cereal. Yeah. here's what I did, and I'm, uh, family aside, obviously, and some career moments, I'm struggling to think of a time I've been more pleased with myself. I cashed yeah. in a bunch of uh, points from my bank mm -hmm. credit card and got uh, gift cards. I'm listening. One second. I just have to check, get something, but I'm listening. What are you getting? Ah. So should I keep talking? Yeah, keep talking. So keep I, talking. I'm just worried that because of these headphones, I don't want them to die with this uh, phone. So got I'm it. I have to plug the phone in, so it's all good. I get it. So yeah, keep going. So I got these gift you. cards, and I used them to buy four Kohler slow-close toilet seats. And I switched out all the toilet seats in our house because I realized the ones that we had, the plastic screws, which is already a terrible idea, 
was um that's like the worst band name in history by the, the way. plastic screws <laughs> yeah. you know sometimes you sit on a seat and she goes sideways oh yeah <laughs> yeah and you're like ah! <laughs> um that's what our plastic screw seats were doing and you know i kind of go around and tighten them up and um it just wasn't ideal so using points to get these Kohler slow close toilet seats which are round not elongated and they have quick release for easy cleaning and they are a quick install because they have Kohler technology to install them what a great purchase that was because it's something you use every day but it's not something you'd be comfortable breaking the bank on um so i could not be happier that's part a of my points experience Part B of my points experience is this. I get two RBC rewards cards for $79 each. And on them it says Amazon Prime. So I go to use them on something fun and frivolous, which is what I think you should use gift cards for, or something practical that you'd never buy for yourself, like Kohler slow close toilet seats with easy installation. So I go to use them, and it says the gift card link is expired. And I actually gasped, like, oh, what do you mean expired? Why would a gift card ever expired? The buddy from Street Sense in me got his back up, and was like, that's super not cool. And I used, yeah. tried to use the second one, and it said link not valid. So I uh, took it to the internet. It was like, RBC, what's going on? That's basically stealing. This is money that I've earned based on a program that you have that I'm opting to use my money for, um, which yeah. you're now saying doesn't exist anymore. Super not cool. So That's the worst. I spoke with a woman named Brenda who's in Winnipeg, and Brenda got to the bottom of it for me. She's a very um, kind person and very generous with her time and seemed genuinely sympathetic to my plight. Which, by the way, I flagged by saying, I know this isn't your policy, Brenda. I know you didn't make this decision. But it does seem a little weird that a gift card would expire. She was like, why don't I look into that for you? I'm sorry to hear you're having that problem, which is all you ever really want to hear. Yeah. So uh, she gave me her direct phone number, which I appreciated. Um, she asked for me to give her the weekend, which I did. And she called on Tuesday, as she said she would with this update and i'm sharing it only because maybe other buds are in the same situation and i want to protect them from stepping on this landmine i, ca I can already feel it already i've been here with you on this same trip but I'm, I'm listening so what i bought was not a gift card to use for anything <clears throat> i wanted what i bought with my points was an rbc rewards Amazon Prime gift card to be used towards an Amazon membership. So I said so, to Brenda, like, why would anyone ever buy that? And she's like, well, that's kind of what I was thinking, let alone two. <laughs> so I had two $79 gift cards towards an Amazon membership. So, like, that's all it is, just a membership to Amazon. Like it, that, here you go. It's not See? even a membership. It's a, a like a card you can use towards purchasing an Amazon membership. That's what I'm saying. So you could get, you become 
a Prime member yeah. with that card. Yeah. Like if you give it to someone. Yeah. It's not Amazon box. It just means you, you get de- like a deal on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you like can... use this towards your membership. I have a membership. Yeah. I didn't need yeah, that. You can watch Prime and all that anyhow. So I said, why would anyone ever use that? And she was like, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, so buds beware if you're cashing in points for rewards cards, make sure you, um, know exactly what the rewards are for, because I did order just some straight Amazon gift cards and they looked different when they arrived, but I ordered these cards from the same place and I wouldn't have thought the reason I got a $79 denomination is because that's how many points I had. It's not that I was seeking out a card specifically for an Amazon membership. <clears throat> there you go. It's bizarre. Bizarre stuff, bots. Yeah, that's like I feel... But the, yeah, the, the, the bottom line is uh, you, you, uh, they're always with the... Sorry, this, you know, you're screwed. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> she was kind enough, Brenda, to waive my service fees for six months for my trouble. But, but basically, the net out was, I'm sorry, you're an idiot. Yeah, Brenda yeah. didn't say that, of course. Brenda was yeah, lovely, no, sure. but um, yeah, I missed. Uh, I miss uh, scored my cards, and it says on the back apparently um, that they do expire. But still, I don't know why they would expire either. I know that happened to me with Aeroplan. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. I, what happened? I had like I had like two hundred and fifty thousand plus air miles. And uh, I didn't use the card for like a year. It was right when I left the band, so I was really didn't travel for probably a year and a half. And it, it expired. And I'm like, really? It's like, well, you have to use it. You have to do something. Like, well, what? I, I, I never would like put in my aeroplan to get gas or whatever. Like, I, I guess I should have done that, but I never did it. And by not doing that even once in a year, it's gone. And I'm like, well, that's pretty greasy. So I tried everything, emails, sentences, and it, it all, always came back with the sorry, nothing we can do. I'm like, oh yeah? Well, that's a very un, uh, cool. So that's that. So you, you say, I'm like, yeah, I'll never fly Air Canada again. It's like, yeah, good, try that. Yeah. You can drive. <laughs> yeah. You can take the via rail yeah. option. Yeah. Um, well, so anyway. more comp competitors is better for consumers and now there's like i don't know flow and uh spirit and swizzle and all these like little airlines are popping up to try to um rise like a phoenix from the ashes after the last 18 months but man it just doesn't seem fair it just doesn't seem fair that you have this points deal you get these points and then they just say no you don't have them anymore yeah, especially when you're accumulating it, thinking, "Yeah, I'll use this for you know fam- a good chunk of, of a family trip or whatever." Uh, it, you, so you don't use them for a long time because you're like, "Eventually, I'll use them," but then they're like just gone like that in a flash. Oh, by the way, they're putting in uh, cabinets in the kitchen and in the living room and in the bedrooms. They are. So that's if you're hearing drills, that's what it is. Yeah. The ca- you know those awesome cabinets Lisa bought? Uh, the, from the, ri- the one rich guy that bought the other rich guy's house and took all the yeah. cool stuff. And Lisa got this 
$80,000 of cabinets for like three grand. Whoa. Anyway, these wicked walnut cabinets are going in our kitchen, in the living room, uh, in Lisa's mom's room, like the main floor bedroom. And uh, yeah, throughout the, the uh, like in the ki kitchen and the pantry area. So it's good. It's really cool. They're working out nice. So how do they, like, they just fit? We're, yeah, we're fashioning them throughout the house. Like, some of them are, like, nine feet tall. So it's, like, so uh, bookshelves and kind of library vibes for the, our living room. So across the one wall, it's all bookshelves and cabinets. And, uh, yeah, so some of them we've raised up onto the wall. So, like, in a bedroom... Like in Lisa's mom's room, there's no uh, there's no chest of drawers or anything to put clothes. So we just put a couple up up on the wall, and you we'll put some uh, cabinet uh, drawers and and hangers in there. So it's good. They're really working out. So is Lisa's mom moving in with you guys full time? Yep, and her partner as well. I think Belle, depending on what their such like uh, Belle lives in Pembroke and she lives there with him. And uh, it just depends on the situation of uh, if they want to do it, how they want to do it. But yeah, they're more than welcome to both come and live here. So, so are you going to say you are not living in the same bedroom under my roof? <laughs> well, they prefer to have their own room anyway. Oh, they do. So yeah, that's the way they like it. So it's fine. We'll, uh, we're going to get one of those stair bangers to go up the stairs. Amazing. And then, uh, so they, you know, they can go wherever they want, and uh, Lisa's mom especially. And yeah, it'll be great to have them around, so. Are you able yeah. to cook in your kitchen yet? We're also getting one of those, bat like, wicked bathtubs that fill up and have this the side door, like the Lamborghini bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kids were like, I want one of those. So the, their bathroom is going to have one of those, like, super... Bath where you sit in it and this, the jets just go everywhere and it's super easy to clean. <laughs> so they're fired up about that. Lisa again scored one like on the Jeej. Man. Yeah. They're like 15 grand into maybe 17 to install. She got it for like all in under like four and a half. 17? Can you yeah. imagine dropping that on a tub ski? <laughs> no, but I mean, if it, it's that's how it is. Once you get into that uh, changing stuff up to standing in, or they have the door. Or, what do they want know, for them the, uh, for the uh, stairs? The, the stair, Doncaster medical things. Yeah, that's a that's a fifteen grand banger too. Really? Yeah, man. There's no getting around those things. No. There's also rental. They rental as well. So you, 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 depending on the situation, uh, it, it's it, it, you know you can make it work, but because you could fire in a small it. elevator for fifty, you could, yeah. But we don't really have this like a space to to do a full elevator Fair. unless we like went right to the basement, and then that would we'd have to put new stairs into the basement. You know how much stairs are costing? Like that's just that would be probably a hundred thousand dollars to do that. That's just out of out of control. This is one of my father-in-law's favorite moves. He will talk to uh, one person and then repeat anecdotal anecdotally. Uh, they're telling me that's what they're saying they're about, about one dude. Yeah. So yeah. he talked to a guy who uh, 
built a house last year and paid $9,000 for trusses. And this year they're $27,000. So because of the COVID bloat and the wood bump and all that stuff. So uh, he would say, yeah, they're telling me apparently trusses are 27 grand now, which does give it more legitimacy because it sounds like this is a consensus among society. When you just say they're telling me, yeah, they're telling me you can't get a cabbage in Nova Scotia. Because one dude said we weren't able to grow cabbage this year. Yeah, that's what they're telling me. I don't know. They're telling me. Uh, they're telling me. That they're telling me windows are going to cost me nine grand. Is that what they're telling you? <laughs> no, actually, what it was was the original thing was like front door, top window, like the whole front frame, all the windows, side door, garage door back patio doors all in 17 grand it's always 17 grand woof everything's 17 so now we're switching it all up to because that that was like the original what they said but they couldn't do anything until december so it's like we're not opening the back doors or making window taking out windows in december like forget it so we're just doing like the the wind the actual window windows instead of frames on because not not the frames aren't bad. Oh, so you're doing inserts. So, some of the windows are like they have that like uh, they're racked in the middle of them, so they're all steam. That's not steamed up, but there's just they're blurry and the, there's a like a greasy cloud in there. Oh yeah, the seal's broken. Yeah, so they just need to be replaced. So instead of. Uh, ridiculous they're like 400 bucks a window so vinyl inserts yeah those are so, treats right and then and then we'll just get the the actual door and chain and not worry about changing the windows there so it ended up going from like 17 grand to like i don't know like three or four or something for reasons i can't even remember we uh turned in or traded in a few cars in the space of a few years and every time it was nine grand. That's what we can offer you. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter what we're trading. They're like, give you nine for it. It's a Range Rover. You put yeah. it in there. $9,000. Yeah, we'll give you nine for it. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Range Rovers. Yeah. Um, everything is everything is four grand, like, for high-end stuff. And everything else is like, then there's like the 1500 banger. That's when a guy comes to install something. <laughs> there's that one. It takes right? him ten like minutes. The, uh, be about fifteen hundred dollars. Well, no, the central vac that was like fourteen hundred bucks, but that's a lot of work putting those tubes in. Oh yeah, it that's, is. Like that. That to me is. I I feel like it's like a lot of work for fourteen twelve hundred bucks. Like going throughout the whole house with like it, the guy was here for like eight hours. And that was only that was fifteen hundred. Yeah. Well, the system was you pay for the system. And that was only like 700 bucks. Like, it's not bad, the central vac world, but you got to work hard to make the dough. So how does it work? She sucked in the whole time and you just fire the hose on different parts of the house? Yeah, they put in the the outlets throughout the house. And then uh, Mm -hmm. you make sure the hose is long enough to get to all the spots. So some some floors, there's two outlets and and, uh, like the top, there's just one. I want to tell you something. In a log home, 
trying to do things like central vac and even trying to hide power cables oh. and trying to run lines and wires and ducts for you the heat no pump. space. Yeah, there's nowhere there's to go. No, yeah, what the hell do you do? You have to go in in the, the cracks, I guess. Oh well, we have um, some gyp rocked inner walls, and that's uh, that's how we hid duct work up to the second floor for the heat pump. Um, but yeah, it's hard because in some cases they can actually cut holes into the logs, but not always. But then when you're doing that, like you're compromising the uh, the aesthetic of her. Well, that and also like the uh, weathering and all that. You want you want to keep those logs thick and dense. You want to keep them tight um, because oh, yeah. uh, moisture can evaporate uh, chinking, and also with rounded logs, that's where um, your termites and your uh, moisture gathers. Oh. So that's why ours yeah. are scalloped, wood okay. kiln dried, and glued together with rebar every two feet all the way around the exterior, so you can actually go around toit in your house. That's it. Tighten it up. Keep it right tight. This is what I was going to say. Speaking of Range Rovers, um, thank you to the Buds for being uh, so game with and accommodating our uh, little format shift with the Buds at the Podcast Exchange um, teeing us up with some commercials. To be clear, this is the main thing that made me think of it when you said Range Rovers. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme for us. This allows us to do things we want to do, like pay for Tim and pay Mike the Bud and maybe (laughs) do a live show again somewhere someday soon. So uh, it's not Operation Fat Cat. It's Operation Keep the Lights On. Absolutely. And yeah, and bear with us, like, because I understand that even like everyone's so used to the flow of everything and then all of a sudden we're talking about socks or whatever for 10 minutes. Like it's, it's different, it's different, but in the big picture, these are all things that, that, that work, uh, for, you know, making this better in, in all ways and also promoting it, you know, like we've never been able to market this podcast and promote it in, in a professional manner. Yeah. So that's one, that's one thing that we're looking forward to start doing. So Desi's. we got to get her going, get her going, bots. And with that, let's take a break. Back to school, I can't believe it. My tummy feels right, Friggy. Where's this class? Excuse me? Is this Cryptocurrency 101? Uh, this is Starbucks. Oh, I feel like a grande idiot. Andrea and them let the theme song run out. That's a lot of refrains at the end, Hootie. Oh my frig, I can't believe I decided to go back to school, but I guess I didn't want to be apathetic or whatever the word is. Parmesan? Is that the word? Anyways, I didn't just want to rest on my laurels. I wanted to better myself. Oh, that must be the professor, whatever it's called at a comic. Hello? Hi, class. Hi. I'm uh, I'm Mr. Walker. Mr. Walker. Slow down. Sorry, just trying to take notes. I'll be your teacher for this. Teacher. Walker. Mr. Walker, the teacher. (coughs) Bless you. Oh, it wasn't a sneeze. It was a cough. I'm sorry. I'm just right nervous and sometimes I blab on when I'm... Anyways, go on. So, this is a class on cryptocurrency. Uh, if anybody has any questions, 
Feel free to ask. I have just uh, one quick one. Uh, my name's yes. Andrea. Um, Hello, Andrea. Sorry if I sound right nervous. I'm just, it's the first time I'm back to school in a long time. I was working a pure later for a long time. A roommate, Laramie, lived in Mississaugas anyways. Is there like a dash or a hyphen between the crypto and currency? Or is it two words? Or is it kind of one hyphenated word? Or do I just jam them right together? Well, some people say cryptocurrency as two. Some people put the hyphen cryptocurrency. Or some people just call it crypto. It's, it's binary data designed to work as a medium of exchange where an individual coin ownership records are stored in a ledger existing in a form of a computerized database using strong cryptography to secure transaction records. So the no dash? You can use the dash. Okay. Like I said, you can do crypto. Oh, so wait a sec. It's not crypto like cribbage? No. Oh, I thought it was like, no. honestly, I thought it was like card game cribbage, then female deer. Then currency, like crypto currency, but it's you're saying it's crypto, like the spooky, like uh, who was the the Egyptians that like where they went when they died in that? No, cryptocurrency. It's a, it's 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 a currency, but it does not exist in a physical form like paper money, and is typically not issued by a central authority. Okay, so what is it then? Cryptocurrencies. They typically use decentralized control as opposed to central bank digital currency. When cryptocurrency is minted or created prior to an uh, issuance or issued by a single issuer, it is generally considered centralized. It's too bad your last name wasn't Cotter because it could be like, welcome back Cotter, but welcome back Walkers kind of works. Well, you've heard of Bitcoin, have you not, Andrea? What's that? Bitcoin? Yeah. What'd you call me? No, I'm just joking around. Yeah, I heard of it. Yeah. If Bitcoin is a first released as an open source software in Open source, ever gross. Oh, gee, could you keep it for just a open source software in 2009? It's the first decentralized cryptocurrency since the release of Bitcoin. Many other cryptocurrencies have been created, such as Dogecoin or Mamalua coin. Is that like Doja Cat? I love her. She's right stylish. She does write, she does write quite catchy songs. Bops. Yeah. I was looking Perhaps on uh, one Urban the, Dictionary. Cr- Laramie said I should look up some words the kids use so nobody would know that I was like a little older than everybody else. That's why I'm wearing a pantsuit. Do you like that Doja Cat? I like that Doja Cat too. In 1983, the American cryptographer David Chong conceived an anonymous cryptographic electric money called eCash. Okay. Later, in 1995, he implemented it through DigiCash, an early form of cryptographic electronic payments which required user software in order to withdraw notes from a bank and designate specific encrypted keys before it could be sent to a recipient. You're with me, Andrea? This allowed the digital currency to be untraceable by issuing bank, the government, or any third party. Okay. So, like, what, what, sorry. What is it, though? A cryptocurrency. It's a form of currency, but it's not... Physical in the form of paper money or wooden coins. 
Okay, but like, so like I have some, I have ideas, right? They're not, I haven't sure. written them down on paper. They're kind of just in my head and stuff. And some of them are told Laramie. Um, but I, is that, is that, if this is like money that's just an idea? Well, I mean, uh, certain countries in the world are accepting it as regular money since uh, El Salvador, for example, became the first country to accept Bitcoin as legal tender after the Legislative Assembly had voted 62 to 22 to pass a bill submitted by President Nayib Bukaki, Bukele, Sorry? classifying the crypt <laughs> cryptocurrency as such. Okay. So, like... If El Pompadour uses it for money, then do they have regular money too, or do they just have this idea money? Well, that's the thing. See, it's it's very confusing, though. Can you just admit that it is right confusing? Like it's not just me that my head's oh, spinning around. It's not, like, it's, it's like not a rent that confusing. Cycle. It's it's not that confusing if you think about uh, uh, the fact that it's not paper money. That's okay. part of it. You have to understand, and at the same time. Uh, even though it uh, expels as much energy as a flight to Mars, it's <laughs> <laughs> we're getting rid of paper money. That's Wait, the thing we have Wait, walk to... me through that part right quick. <laughs> it expels what? Well, the fact that there's modems in the desert <laughs> bigger than the size of Dallas. Okay. <laughs> Compounds of thousands of hard drives just... Crushing <laughs> hydro. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I followed that part. <laughs> and not to mention countries that you don't know about just having Hoover Dam sized <laughs> amounts of hard drives just cooking 24 7. Okay. But there, there's no paper money though. So wait a sec. Are you saying that it's. A binary data designed to work as a medium of exchange where an individual coin ownership records are stored in a ledger existing in a form of computerized something? That's it, Andrea. You got it. I told you. It's like a light bulb. Just pop. And now you understand. Ever good teacher. Like at first I was like, what? But now suddenly it just like it all kind of clicked. That's right. We'll see you next week. I want you to read this uh, book here. <laughs> The economic reasons to get away from paper money. Okay. And come back next week. Oh, I didn't know there'd be homework, but Laramie did ask if he was going to have any homework. Because when I asked him and if he wanted to go out to uh, uh, Moxie's for Appies, he was like, I don't know, you'll probably have homework. So he was right again. But I could probably read it at Moxie's, could I? You sure could. Mr. Walker. Mr. Walker, can I walk you out to your car? Ah, <laughs> It was fun to spend some time with Andrea after a while. <laughs> I love that she's going back to school. Going back to school. Learning up on bitcoins. Okay, I, I'm just going to ask <laughs> you this question as point blank as I can. Do you understand cryptocurrency because I don't well I don't invest in it and it seems to me that people that do invest in it are like I don't know like it's it's just uh they always seem like the get rich quick style guy you know like 
The guy with the Lambo? Yeah, I got Bitcoin. Just not... Uh, I'm a little old-fashioned, I guess. And I'm not a fan of the, the, the energy that it does take to create something that's supposed to be, like, non-physical. <clears throat> I know, but the, it, it's very abstract, which is why it's hard to wrap your head yeah. around. I know. But at the same well, time, if, if the banks all control the world's money and there's no alternative, it's the same as Air Canada having competitors. Isn't that good? I know. In my mind, if I like, if I'm gonna uh, create a, my own conspiracy, it would be the the world's richest people, or whatever hundred, just over a hundred white dudes or dudes that are controlling the destiny of the world. They're the ones that that, that control the banks and the money. So, uh, in in that regard. You know, the idea, like, why would they let something that's just going to come out out of nowhere and just take them over? You know what I mean? There's there's so much control that they have. Um, either, I, I, you know, may, like to me, it's almost like, is this a way to flip, you know, the, the nouveau rich? You know, like the, what they call new money, someone who gets rich in a lifetime as opposed to someone who's generationally wealthy. It's it's like a ruse to to debate them and take them out at the knees. Where if, you know what I mean if Bitcoin becomes this thing where so many people are invested and at the switch of a light they could take it out and financially destroy a whole generation of people that are you know trying to take over the world with new form of, you know, economy. Whoa. That's, it's almost like a big trap that gets get bigger and bigger. It's like, no, it's not quite big enough yet to get them all. So they go in and they dump and it's like, man, it went down 30%. It's like, oh, I'm going to buy back in. And it goes by and starts climbing up and again. It's like, no, it's not big enough. It's not big enough. Let her rip. Anyway. That's why I'm kind of old-fashioned in the idea of what you, you know, you save money, you, you know, you try to keep it in the safest places possible, but because um, the stock market is super volatile, you never know what's going on because, again, it's these hundred-plus men that are controlling everything. Crazy. Bezos. Bezos going to space on the, on the backs of... People buying socks on the internet. It's the second socks reference. Yeah. By the way, is that Rebel? No, this is the neighbor dog. Oh. The terrier's next door. Oh, wow. Rebel's not here yet still. Missing Rebs. I bet. It's been over a month. No Rebs. He's partying with Dolly, right? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't care. Um, I should tell you, there has been a transfer of ownership of Chubby Sparkles. Chubby Sparkles is now Suge's responsibility, not Indy's anymore. Well, really? Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> There was a sisterly uh, agreement reached because here's the truth, and, and Ricky may uh, disagree, although I think she flagged this when um, I told her we were getting one. They're not the most loving creatures. Yeah, they're not... Uh... 
They don't show like, hey, let's yeah. hang out. They're kind of antisocial yeah. and they hiss and they aren't super cuddly. And if they're feeling yeah. scared or threatened, their um, quills go up in a spike ball. So <laughs> what there is a lot of is responsibility, cleaning the cage and uh, resetting it and um, making sure there's food and water and all that stuff. Um, so I think uh, Indy was finding the uh, effort and reward ratio kind of unsatisfying ultimately. And mm. Suge was like, well, I'll look after him. I love him. And Indy did too. It's not that she was like, oh, no, get him away from me. It's just, no, it's sure. just not cuddly, but it's a great, um, if you're looking for a pet that will weed out the lightweights versus people that really, really want a pet, a hedgehog is a good one. Yeah. Cause you don't get a whole lot back. Interesting. Well, now, you yeah. know. but uh, I mean, of those kind so of the, um, side effect of that is chubby is now in Shug's yeah. room, which is right above our bedroom and he likes to party at night so we can hear him. <laughs> like shuka 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 it's like it's like your mom and the what was it the the uh, oh uh, yeah <laughs> what was it called the, the thing the guy was working out with what? yeah yeah he was going to an arm wrestling contest <laughs> the apparatus or eat or eat or eat or eat or eat yeah <laughs> but he's such a great story part- Chubby Sparkles is actually doing what your mom thought that guy was well, doing. <laughs> I don't. I haven't caught him in the act. They are apparently chronic self pleasurers. Haven't seen this side of him. But one thing. Why wouldn't they do it all night while they're alone in the dark? I don't know. That's probably how it's going. I don't know. What's he thinking about while he's doing it? Like he really likes watermelon. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's just like getting right into the watermelon. Yeah. Um, one thing he does do, and Ricky did flag this beforehand, is when they are excited, they foam at the mouth, and then you like cover themselves in the foam. Yeah. So when that's, he's fired up, that's what he does. That's kind of greasy. It is a little that's, greasy. That's, that's being a guy doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All this froth going, and it's like I'm right or right horned up. I'm on a and then you have to give him a bath because his quills get covered in foam and it, there's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, she was less conflicted than I thought she might be. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. She's like, meh, it's big great. Deal. And she can still visit deal. him because he's just down the hall. <clears throat> Did you guys have pets as kids? Uh, I had a dog and a couple cats. Yeah. What was the uh, dog's name? I've never heard of this dog. Pokey. What kind of dog Pokey. was Pokey? He was a mutt. He was kind of like a German Shepherd Collie Lab, like a little bit of everything, but he was just like a classic good boy dog. He was a bud? And it, he was a super bud, and he was our dog for, like, from the time I was, like, four till like 12 so real formative years and uh it was up when we lived in mansfield and that's the weirdest thing is right right before we left he d- he ran away and never came back like we were about to move to cookstown and he ran away 
Were there packing boxes and stuff like he knew like, it was happening? We, we, don't, we, we always would be like, come on. Like, we were moving to a house, so it wasn't like we couldn't keep them. But I was like, did our dad give him a ride out into the country or something? Ah. Like, like, but that never happened. Like, I will, all, we always would ask, Mom, Dad, did you ever take Pokey for a ride? Nope, never happened. He just ran away by himself. And he wouldn't run away ever. But it was just that was strange. But yeah, he was a good dog. It's so interesting that you guys thought there was something up and they never caved well, on it. So random. No, I don't think they did. Like, they wouldn't do it. Like I said, there was no reason to. It wasn't like the dog was acting weird or bad or biting people. It was, it was a great dog. Just uh, bizarre. And then did the cats happen after that? Cats were kind of before and after. Uh, and the cat, yeah, the, the, I remember having a cat when I was younger, really young, and was cool. And then we had a cat when I was in high school, and it was like it hated everybody but James. <laughs> so, like, when you come home, like, it would, like, hide and then come attack you when you get in your room. Like, claw your feet. Some cats are jerks. I know. I was like, I don't... And my, my brother's friend one day... And this was how greasy the, this was when we were living on 3355, the R.J. Logan apartment. Yeah. R.J. Logan was a, a guy that just passed away, but like for two weeks, nobody found him. So like when we went to the, we didn't, nobody, you know, they, they realized that someone had died from the smell. That's the worst part. It was an apartment building, they, right? It was an apartment building. Paradise Towers or something. Yeah, and it was actually where my sister Jenny, her first apartment when she moved to Toronto was R.J. Logan's apartment. No way. Yeah. What do you mean? The actual apartment? The exact apartment no where he died. Way. She was living in it before he was. Yeah. But anyway, he died on the couch. Wait a and... sec. <laughs> what? Is, is she, she must be older was... than you. He was like crushing a hungry man dinner and watching Jeopardy and had a jammer and lights out. So did he move but in, like, man, way to reduce someone's life to like, <laughs> not even a complete sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, no friends or family. Aww. So like nobody knew he was dead until the smell, right? My mom was going to the, the laundry room was right beside his apartment, like a couple Aww. doors down. And my mom was like going, get doing the laundry. And she's like, God damn it. It smells like somebody died down there. Oh my God. And me and Jet went in there. We go down. It's like, oh my God. Like the smell... Like, I don't know if you've ever smelled a dead body, but there's the smell of a dead body is something that you'll never forget because there's not only the smell, is there's a feeling of with the smell. Like, you vibe out, man. You're like, oh, damn, like, whoa. So it started getting, like, from that to worse. So somebody called 911 and they brought the... They brought the body out and, like, the body had decomposed on, on the couch. And like we went, me and Jet went down after like the guys in the yellow hazmat suits were there and cleaning and they, they threw their gloves in the garbage in the laundry room. Oh my gosh. 
and the gloves were black. Oh my gosh, were. RJ. And they just threw them in this like garbage in the in the laundry room. And it was like the smell was still there. They repainted the whole place, but they fucking put the couch that he died on in the front lobby, like hanging up on its side for like three, four days before they got rid of it. So the whole lobby smelled like the corpse. Oh my gosh, that's so awful. Yeah, I know I've heard the story before, but there were some very specific <laughs> yeah, some details that I had I had well, didn't know. The other thing was when they he was on like the the gurney or whatever, taking them to out to the ambulance that was not not even lights on it, right? Because there's no point. They're like bringing them down, and it was like a, a, the Paradise Towers courtyard was like so shitty that like. The thing was rocking all over the place, and the body like came half off the the, oh. the thing, the the uh, you know like the blanket they were covering with them. So like we saw like the, the body, and me and Jet were like ah when, the, when it like rattled out of the gurney. How old were you? Way, like 14, 14, 15. That's so traumatic. Yeah, man, it was unbelievable. No one deserves to go out like RJ did. No way, man. No. No way. And nothing. No word of nothing afterwards. So had you ever um, uh, talked to him or? No, I don't know. I don't even know what he looked like. You never saw him in the hall or anything? Wasn't like, morning, Mr. Logan. Wasn't that Styles? Like to me, like it was like walking dead was what he looked like. Wow. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, did he work, do you think? I don't know. Who knows, man? Did he have a pet? No, I doubt it. Because that would have been barking or meowing to help him be found. Imagine. When, when nobody knows that you're dead for a couple weeks, man, like, that's a, that's a loner. Yeah. You know, as somebody who doesn't have any friends... So then there's that apartment building was full of people like that. Do you remember any other anyway. people that lived in um, Paradise Towers? No, man. It was just like everybody that was in there was like desperate. Right. You know? No one chooses to live there. No. How long no, did you guys I live didn't. there? We went from there, there from Barry and... We were there for maybe two years, and then we moved up the street to another smaller apartment. And uh, we were there until I got the gig with OLP and like started making cash, and that was it. Then we, they started renting a house. And then, uh, yeah, once Clumsy was bang, and I bought them a place, and that was it. How good did that feel? Well, I lived with them in it, so I was like, well, I'm buying a house, and they can have it. And, uh, like, because I'm on tour all the time. And, obviously, success went further, and I was like, well, you know what? I can keep that place as theirs, and I'm, I'll buy a loft downtown. And that's when I bought that 1,000-square-foot loft for one hundred and ten grand, 1,100 square feet. Crazy. So, at that point, yeah, it was, like, 96 95 so like you could um, stumble home from the much music awards yeah 
For sure. So did was Ronnie able to say thank you? D- yeah, for sure. They were always cool with that. I mean, they, they were so supportive of what I was doing. And again, I was young, right? It wasn't like being 17. Uh, I, you're still really close to your family. I mean, I was. Um, so... Um, in my, in the sense, me playing drums before, after years of baseball and practicing with my dad, the drums was kind of like my rebellion, even though my dad played drums, maybe it's even more of a rebellion because he kind of said, don't play drums. Cause I tried and it's really difficult to make money doing it. So that was kind of my rebellion. So I think I irked them by doing that, but becoming successful they were cool obviously with it and so stoked and became huge supporters so it was almost like a a support system for me so it was really important where did baseball come from was that his thing that was his dream so he wanted you to i just do it no it wasn't no no drumming was his dream um baseball i just took to it and i mean i started playing well at a young age so i was always playing rep baseball or high level whatever the level i could play at and i just liked it a lot and he felt well you know what you know uh they they thought they thought i was good enough to maybe do something in it and in my mind i was like maybe i could get a scholarship or something out of it so um it made sense but like when i got started getting sick of it um that's when it's like well what the hell's going on and at that point we were living in you know the really bad scene my dad was making 28 grand a year at at sears with how many kids at home three or four four and my jenny had moved out so three but still man that's nothing yeah 28 grand for a family and my mom was dispatching so maybe chipping away at like 15 or 12 or whatever so it was just like a grind So, Hard times. Yeah, it was nice to get out of it, <laughs> but uh, it was like, well, because the first house that we bought in Mansfield, the, it was like owning a house. So it went from owning a house to rental family hmm. to to Paradise Towers, and then like, yeah, so I've been like that. Just the whole vibe back then. It was like it was. When you're young, you're kind of immortal in that sense. So there, the times were so great, but like, man, that was tough. <laughs> but did it ever feel tough? No, that's what I'm saying. Felt like uh, par for the course. You know what I mean? Like uh, happy is happy. And um, because everything was so base and at the bottom, that you just, uh, you know, it's uh, a simple, simple freedoms of, of laughter and, and, you know, joking around and having fun with your family and messing, <laughs> messing around. I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, there's something to be said for that and love and, and being together through those kind of things. Because uh, I can't imagine if... Uh, I don't know if like my parents weren't together and we were separated and made it even more difficult that that would have been more worse. So, well, it's funny. People say to me sometimes like that must've been so hard or so awful when your dad died. I think I was eight, maybe seven. 
Sounds crazy to say out loud, but it didn't feel it. It just kind of felt like a thing that happened. And then you recalibrate and forge on. Yeah, like ob- that's the thing. And obviously, I was again, and you're like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. So, so years later, you're like, wait a sec. That probably did have an impact on my life. Sure. And hundred percent for a bright sider like me, my I I was I'm wired so positively, just naturally, that. Well, I don't know if it's naturally. It's that. Well, maybe it's that. But people would say in my yeah. teen years, like. Um, man, you've been through a, a lot or whatever. And I would say, yeah, but you know what? I wouldn't change anything because I'm pretty happy with where I am. Or, But that's your, it's your path. It's a coping that, mechanism. It's, it's, it's unique in that regard for sure. Yeah. But like um, that's why looking back, you can say like, wait a second, man, that was a huge transition. And I did have to grow up really fast and – I certainly didn't know everything about the world, but I was probably, you're probably fucking pretending to for a lot of those years when you were eight, nine, ten. Well, I think I I even got so far, I would say like, you know what? It's great that it happened because look how independent I am, which is a little other end of the spectrum. Well, it's like the fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. You know, you you become professional eventually. But you, you're going through the motions of what you're trying to do. And eventually you felt your way through it. And it ended up, obviously, yeah, be, being your, a tool that you probably, it got you everywhere where you're at. You know, that's everything. So, yeah, like you took it and with, uh, with stride, as they say. As did you. But when, when I look back at my childhood, same as you, or if people ask what was it like, I was happy. Had lots yeah. of love around, lots of people around, lots of laughs and yeah. good times and summer nights. And those are the things, hopefully, you remember. Exactly, bud. Let's leave it there, bud. Yeah. Now look at you. You're getting new cabinets in your house and your kids have their own bedrooms and everyone's going to school. And there it is. Oh.